How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Happy Friday. Everybody that started class, welcome back to class. I know Weber, we are getting back as well. It's Monday, but hey, we're also getting back to Sun Conference Athletics in full swing this weekend. Really feels like that first weekend fully in to the fall season. We have football, soccer, and volleyball all going on across the conference. Men's soccer really getting started up this weekend. We've already gotten started off in a big way. A top 10 matchup. Kaiser defeated Mobile, the number two team in the country, coming into the 2023 season. Santiago Nabat, a seven-save uh, shutout in between the post for the Seahawks. And also off of the bench uh, for, for Kaiser, uh, was Alicia Silva with a goal and assist. Kaiser with already a huge win. Uh, you know, I, it's tough to say, and I think it's safe to say in men, men's soccer as well as women's soccer, who's going to beat Kaiser? I think that's safe to say is the big question. Um, I, we'll see going throughout the season. Uh, but, man, this is such a strong way for the men's side in West Palm Beach to start off. And it's just, we know the women's side, they're going to continue uh, to be dominant. But SCAD got a big win as well to kick off their season against number 20 Campbellsville. Actually fell down uh, 1-0 early on, but then SCAD uh, uh, earlier – a few days ago, earlier this week, they came back to win that game. I believe 5-2 was the final score. Sydney Chura scored. Uh, she had a hat trick. Uh, Berlin, uh, Bowder's daughter, an incredible goal, 40 yards out. Uh, free kick, big part uh, in their win. But, yeah, Kaiser, they'll be getting their season started up next week against Georgia Gwinnett. That's going to be a huge matchup. Uh, Southeastern women's soccer playing Emory Riddle uh, coming up this weekend. So everybody got kind of underway. Uh, volleyball, y'all heard Manny with the preview. He did a great job with that. And, of course, this weekend football is getting started as well. St. Thomas kicks off their season as, long, uh, as well as their team about 15 minutes away. Florida Memorial they take on Bluefield and Weber. We kick off our season officially. We had a scrimmage uh, against Daytona last week. But first real game for Weber International football it will be Saturday, 1 o'clock against St. Andrews. Uh, I guess I kind of last first game. But, yeah, it's a good, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. We have a really fun coach on today's show for the interview. It is the new head coach for Weber International Men's Soccer, Philip Bond uh, from LSU Shreveport. Get to talk about with him about building up that uh, program, how he got into coaching at, at a young age, and his thoughts on how the Sun Conference schedule works out. You know, we had Coach uh, Roberts on, both Coach Roberts from Southeastern. They had their thoughts that were, I'll just say, a bit more positive about how they felt about the schedule. Uh, uh, Coach Bond had some interesting takes that I think uh, there's a lot of people that have kind of silently agreed with. Uh, and I, I think it'll be uh, interesting to hear uh, what you all think about that. And of course, we talk about uh, Weber uh, Warrior Soccer and everything about them in his first year in Babson Park. But hey, uh, pretty much to wrap up, man, it's going to be a fun weekend. <laughs> Buckle up. Everybody else is starting their season. Hey, uh, best of luck. A lot of out-of-conference matchups. Which we, that's, that's what we love about kicking off the season is, okay, Sun Conference, let's kind of see where we're at on a national level and the way it looks now and the kind of our big matchups that we've seen. We've seen St. Thomas Volleyball. They've competed uh, right there with the top 10 team in Missouri Baptist and dominated throughout Kaiser's. Uh, been on fire, a couple bumps in the road, but they've been off to a red-hot 
uh, start in West Palm Beach volleyball. And uh, we've obviously already talked about soccer, uh, the huge win, Kaiser again, uh, just about 30 minutes ago, maybe yeah, about 30 minutes ago uh, when I was recording, uh, we uh, posted that. So yeah, uh, that was a big one. And then we already talked about SCAD also winning and the big ones coming up. That we've already mentioned. So we're not going to talk anymore. We're going to now kick it over to myself and Weber men's soccer coach, Philip Bond. Okay, we welcome on a very special guest. It is a first-year head coach of my Weber International University Warriors. I have to wipe the green paint off my face a little bit. But Coach Philip Bond, Coach, welcome to Babson Park, and how you doing, man? Hey, I'm good. Appreciate you having me on. It's good to yeah, be here. We were just talking for a good, like, 30 minutes beforehand about, about some pr- uh, pretty cool ideas and whatnot, and I was like, oh, we got to get going uh, because hey, it's fall camp. I, I, you know, I got I to gotta take I think fall camp for – the, the fall sports, there's like soccer, football. And I think it's probably the same for the spring sports as well when they get back into it. We're busier now than we will be when the season yeah, sure. actually starts up. We're like fitting this in. I do want to say I appreciate you. Uh, yeah. Obviously, busy schedule uh, c- coming in. But want to learn a little bit about you, uh, Coach Bond. Can you just tell us about you know, your playing career? What, what kind of player you were and, you know, what got you wanted to come back into the game and get into coaching? Yeah, I mean, well, soccer has been part of my life forever and I'm, I'm old now so it's been a long time since I've really been a player but um, grew up playing uh, as young as I can remember played through high school played one year in college and then uh, had a had a knee injury actually actually playing intramural basketball in the offseason no oh, brother and uh, and it just didn't heal really well so it felt like it just seemed like it changed me just, yeah. just obviously a really small player so I was quick and I uh, felt like it just affected my everything and so I got out for I stopped playing in college and was trying to rehab for, man, I felt like forever, maybe a year and a half or two years, it seemed mm-hmm. like. And then I played like now what would be considered like semi-pro teams they have now, yeah. be kind of that same same level. Um, but through all that, I started, I started I volunteered and was coaching a little bit basketball and soccer. And uh, and then just doors open with soccer is what ended up happening. So as I'm still playing, I'm, I'm already coaching. Mm-hmm. So I started coaching when I was like 19 or 20, I think 19 or 20. Yeah, um, oh wow. So I, yeah, so I've coached started with middle school volunteered helping out then i coached some club uh coached seven years in high school while i was coaching a club as well and then uh 2007 i left minnesota to, to take a job in georgia coaching in college and i've been coaching in college ever since so. what part of uh where in georgia that's actually where i'm from where, where in georgia yeah. did, did you take I, over I, so yeah i was in macon georgia this oh yeah called wesleyan college oh yeah about oh, an hour I, was, I'm, I grew up in albany Okay. So about an hour, hour, yeah, hour yeah. and a half right down the road. Yeah. So it was tough. I mean, a really strong academic school, all girls. Yeah. So really hard. But I think I look back and I think uh, sometimes when you go into a really tough situation, it can, you, you either figure it out or you, you fail. And I think from there, it, every school I've been at has been a little bit easier, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Sure. So you start out really hard and the next thing is easier. Probably need to be even more successful, so what, more what, resources, what, more everything. What was a big like challenge for you uh, at Wesleyan, like like you said or, or early on, that you learned from, and you think's been a big part over the yeah. last years of you coaching? Um, probably. I mean, it was a really good academic school. Yeah. Um, and you so you had to, you, you know, you go to a tournament and you get a, you know, a pamphlets with like rosters, and it would have their, their graduation year GPA test scores. Sure. Well, what you'd have to do is basically circle the ones that had the good GPA and good test score, or they weren't going to get admitted. Mm. And those are the ones you'd focus on. So what ended up happening is like your recruiting funnel got quite a bit smaller. Yeah. Instead of watching 100 girls that weekend 
and all 100 could be an option, maybe it was like 15 or 16. Um, so it really limited it, and then not everybody wants to go D3, and not everybody wants to go to a high academic, and not everybody wants to go to an all-girls school, not everybody wants to be in Macon, Georgia. So <laughs> now it limits it a little bit more and more and more, and so that was a challenge. But um, again, I think... Made you a better recruiter. I think so, 100%. Yeah. Because you had to grind a lot. You had to learn how to grind. You had to learn how to identify way more. Yeah. So I, I think then the next school I went on to was a little bit easier. Okay. You know, and then a little yeah. bit easier, a little bit easier. So I think... Some coaches, um, they start out in a perfect situation mm. as an assistant, and then they move on to a head coach in a tougher situation, and they, maybe they don't know how to handle it quite as well because it's been, it's like, wow, this is way harder than I thought. Yeah. If you start out as hard as it can get, yeah. it gets easier. So. All, all downhill from there then. Mm-hmm. And now, now, sure. you're, now you're here in Babson Park. Uh, you had, you had, you're at a great school, um, LSU Shreveport, a great NAI a- a- athletic uh, program. Uh, know there are uh, some guys on the baseball team. We are talking about in, through NAI ball and, yeah. and, and everything beforehand. A great athletic department. And you had a great time there. A lot of success there. Um, and, and you even said it would, it would take an incredible opportunity to pull me away from LSU Shreveport. And the opportunity was putting on the green and gray for Weber International. But what was it about Weber? that made you want to come to the Sunshine State? Um, yeah, it's it's kind of a tricky answer, I guess, because <laughs> in four, well, I was there for six years, started the program from scratch. Yeah. And so I was like really invested, different than maybe at a different school when they built it from scratch. Yeah. Everything. So I was really invested, really, just a really tight relationship with, with a lot of people at that school and in the program, et cetera. And, uh, and I only had really looked into two schools in about four years. Mm-hmm. They happen to both be in Florida. <laughs> And so number one is like, I think I always just kind of wanted to live in Florida. And as you get up in age, Felt that, yeah. um, talked to the athletic director and he knew cause he had lived in Florida. And so when the job came available, the first thing I said was it's not the right time. Hmm. And uh, a couple friends convinced me you know, to look into it, to, to send a message to the AD, which I did. And then, you know, we had some good conversations and just felt like, felt like it, you know, went from not being the right time to it's never the right time to, you know, and just felt like the school was set up, or the not just the school, but the department, the program was set up to be more successful yes. than it had been with some of the resources they were investing, scholarship-wise, et cetera. Yep. And I've always been the guy, the guy that's asked to make it better or fix it or whatever. Yeah. So I, I'm just kind of intrigued by those challenges because that's what I've always been asked to do. Mm. And then it just kind of, they, they had me come and visit and train the team, and it kind of just happened. It kind of snowballed from there. and I, and when I went back to Shreveport, the AD said to me, what changed? Because when you left, he said he didn't think it was the right fit at the right time. What changed? And I said, it's not one thing. Just being there and, you know, energized by a yeah. new challenge and, you know, being in Florida and the people. Is, yeah. I can't say one thing. It was everything. And that was enough. I think it is a special environment here at Weber. And just from what I've seen from athletic department, it will be built on since I got here, much less us started this. And then uh, years before I, I got here, you know, Weber hadn't beaten Southeastern in football in seven years. We do that last year. We have a really good season. Coach Pooch, we go from year one, my first year here, we go two and eight. Last year, we're seven and four. We hope to have a better year this year. We look at what baseball's done the last two years. Softball was just in, in, yeah. in the World Series. Coach Buck, I think, is going to be leading them uh, very, very high road. Coach Paris is doing a great job. 
with, with women's soccer, men's lacrosse. We can go on and on about yeah. what has been going on over the last four or five years under Coach Brad Niehammer, and I think you're going to be a huge uh, uh, part, part of that and continue to develop what's already been a growing uh, franchise or, or a growing team here at Weber and the men's yeah. soccer team. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, b- building on from uh, last year, year's team with uh, – the. The biggest thing I, I think when you're a first year head coach, regardless of if you're uh, pickleball or like we were talking about earlier yeah. or, or, or soccer, um, you're you got to have some veterans step up. And when, yeah. when you're in your first year, new your new face, it's great to have some vets step up and kind of take take the lead. You'll have you have a couple of vet uh, veterans on the team from a 10, 10 four and one team last yeah. year. Who are some guys that have kind of stepped up and made your transition to Babson Park a little bit easier? Yeah. So I, I mean, I came in in the spring. We, we worked for about five weeks together. Played four, four friendlies. Uh, so it was like, man, the guy's got a, like a bit of a slap in the face, so to speak. Like, yeah. hit hard with this is how it's gonna be. Yeah. And I think Neil did an awesome job for. He was here for 15 years mm-hmm. working with the programs, and he did an awesome job. But anytime a new coach comes in, there's gonna be some change. Yeah. And so that's what I mean. The guys were like, whoa, here we go. And, and so they, they embraced it in the spring. Uh, I didn't think they resisted very much at all. They were, they were on board with some change, and that was cool. And we come back this, this fall, and you know we're just starting week three of preseason here. Uh, Gianni and goal has been outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the ironic story. I'm going to tell you yeah. a story about that. Yeah. So in the, in the spring when I came in, and everybody's like, oh, Gianni may be the best player. He's, he's a transfer from Arizona Western. Mm-hmm. He was on the team that made it to the, to the JUCO Division I National Championship game. Um, so obviously he's you know been in really good programs. Yeah. Like always, he might be the best player, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I get here and um, I didn't have a great first impression. I'm only getting too in depth. I didn't have a very good first impression of him, not necessarily as a person, but as a as a potential leader, as a sure. top player on the team. And we we had it out a little bit. I told him just bluntly how I felt, and and he kind of looked at me as like couldn't believe I would say that yeah and it's and he and he told me he kind of disagreed and I said well if you disagree man prove me wrong we have three more weeks or whatever it was left of, mm. of the spring season show me what, what you really are because impre- I'm going off of the impression you're giving me right now and from that moment on man he he was something different yeah like his attitude his energy his everything changed That's such, and, and it may not have yeah. changed but my he changed my perception sure. and then this summer the same thing and then this fall so far so it was amazing to see somebody because a lot of times guys they're like I can't believe he says that and then they only validate how you feel mm-hmm. but he didn't he's like man I'm gonna prove this guy wrong because that's not who I am I being coachable amazing yeah he's an awesome guy and then Andy's another senior mm-hmm. um, Andy's I think this is his third year here so he was here for a year left and then came back the last two years he stepped up he's that guy that every team needs the guy that's vocal that can be a bit of a, a prick I'll say sure yeah not in a bad way not disrespectful but oh, you no. need that guy he's that guy yeah and and uh, and and so he's been very vocal he came in fit he came in hungry he's he's for me um, since I got here no one's been uh, a better communicator mm-hmm. no one has worked through you know conflicts that may come up he's been that guy. I'm not saying he's the best communicator in the group, but mm. he's for me. I don't know what he was before I got it, but for me, you couldn't ask a guy to communicate any better than he has. Whether there's a conflict or what's going on with his classes or whatever it may be, he came in this summer, kept working hard. Again, same thing. Any conflict, he let me know in advance. Comes back this fall, and he has been that guy, very vocal, 
Uh, and we're not even talking about what they do on the field, but I think no, it starts yeah, that's with what, the stuff that, that, that you do that's off. That's what I, I love to hear because I mean, you, you you're, you're going to field the team, team that you got. You're going to have your talent, but you, know, yeah. you have guys that are locked in and like like, uh, like you said in the goal. Oh, you're going to challenge me? You don't think that that, that I'm a leader? Yeah. I think there's two ways you, you go about that. It's either, yes, yeah. flip you the bird, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, okay, fine, yeah. whatever. Or I'm gonna prove you wrong. It sounds like you have leaders that are willing to do that. Yeah. I think it's a huge part, and it's something that uh, uh, Coach Pooch and I and other leaders on the team we talk about with football. It's not just about building a team; it's about building yeah. a program. Yeah, exactly. And when you have yeah. that kind of mentality, you're not just having guys that are going that you know on the field what their mentality are yeah. and how they're going to be positive for you. You now have freshmen, sophomores, or even recruits that are there and they see how they practice, handle themselves. It's like, okay, if I want to be a starter for Coach Bond at Weber International, this is how I have to carry myself. Yeah. And then you build what uh, listeners they, they know, my favorite word, culture. When you yeah. build build that culture yeah. and how kind of lead me into my, my next uh, question, Coach. What, what do you think the culture and the overall philosophy, how would you describe a, a, a team uh, that, that you had, uh, like you said, when, when you came in, it was a little bit of a slap in the face of some of the players. What was it about that and like your mentality as a coach uh, to build that kind of culture? Yeah, I, I think when I say maybe slap in the face ain't the, in the right word, yeah. but like it coming at you like a freight train, maybe okay. that's better. Like, like oh, maybe they weren't ready intense, for Intense, a little more intense. Yeah, yeah, most, yeah, most people probably say very intense uh, as far as like what, what I want. Mm-hmm. I say unwavering. So I think when a coach has a very clear idea of what they're trying to build and it's unwavering, you're not going to change how I want it to be and it comes across as a little bit intense like it's a lot, okay? So for me, I think it's simple, man. You want a group of guys that understand the value of togetherness, um, guys that understand like to set high standards of, of, of how we do things on and off the field. Mm-hmm. I was always taught that successful people are successful in anything they take on. They don't pick yep. and choose. So they want to succeed in everything they take on. So to me, that's a big part of a culture. Um, accountability is a huge thing, but we, you know, talk about you first have to do things the right way before you can get on your teammates. So it's being accountable for yourself and your own your own decisions, and then you know, doing the same for each other. Yeah. We talk about like doing it for your teammates, holding them accountable. It's, you're doing it for them instead of like being a pest, and then just you know, it's not personal. Like the things that we say that we expect, we expect the guys to go to class to represent. The right way, you know, to, to leave a positive impression on the guy, the people that they come in contact with. Um, but the biggest one that I think over the years that stands out, if somebody asked me what's the most important thing to me, I would say togetherness. Yeah. Because you have a group of group of people that are all believing the same things, that are all pulling the same direction, mm-hmm. and they just they fight together, they work together, they see a teammate that's struggling, whether it be in the classroom or getting their study hours done or whatever it is, mm-hmm. they lift them up and they get them there. They see a guy that's kind of resisting, they pull them and say, hey, this is how we do things. I think if you have good togetherness, all the other things fall in place. And if you have all the other things and you don't have togetherness, it becomes individuals trying to get things done. And it doesn't always work that way. No, it's not going to work very well. No. No. And that's been, that's probably been a a major work in progress because when I got here, everybody told me, and and I noticed it right away, the guys that were here when I got here, they got along so well. They were a very close knit group of guys. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. And what I said to him at the end of the spring, your biggest challenge is how do you take a group of guys that are really close, but know that you need another group of guys to join you for you to really have great success. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to welcome these new guys. You're going to have to turn two groups of returners and new guys into one group. Yeah, I think that's been a major work in progress. It's hard. 
It is. It's it, it, it's something that, and, it, and the more I talk to coaches about, it's like, yeah, I, I hear and I relate. That's another thing I, I relate to. And we had we we had sixty new guys coming. That's like about half of the roster, and it's like, okay, how can we get these guys? Because it's a very talented group. I'm sure you brought in some talented guys as well. We'll talk about them in a second. But it's like, we have a talented group. How do we get them to just understand the overall mentality and how we go about things as well? You got to have your leaders step up, um, and obviously co- coaches as well step up and try to set an example and set the standard and then build on from that and it sounds like that's been uh, somewhat of the challenge like the guys that were there the the close-knit guys and you bring in the new guys along with the new coach but who are some new guys uh, on this Weber team that you've brought in that you think we should be really excited for this year yeah it's interesting because soccer like you talked about it's 11 guys on the field and all these guys that you sub and whatnot so it really takes a little while to get kind of Get a continuity with them, right? And then bring in some freshmen, and they go through. You know, they come in and then they get a lot of information, and they kind of spiral a little bit, mm-hmm. and then they gain their confidence back and relax, and then all yep. of a sudden they're even better than they were before. And so, kind of going through that right now. But I think um, I'm going to talk about a guy that we recruited him late, mm-hmm. and uh, boy, he listens. He's not going to be happy with me, but. <laughs> didn't have high expectations on day one for him. And I'm, what I mean by that is like being a difference maker on day one. Sure. We knew that he's, he's, a, he's a good kid, a good player. Developmental some, process. Yes. There we so go. We thought he was going to be on our reserve team to start and have take a little while to develop, and sure. et cetera, et cetera. He comes in, man. Gabe Shelton, he's from Melbourne, or okay. Vieira, right? He's a Florida kid. He comes in, and uh, a friend of mine is a coach out in the club he came from, and he, he texts me. He's like, he's pretty good. Anyway, I'm like, yeah, I think so, too. He comes in. And we trained the first two days all together, varsity reserve, right? Because yeah. we said, you know, like a tryout, so to speak. Sure. And right away he catches our eye, and we, we're talking to his coach. He goes, I think this kid's going to get some varsity minutes at some point this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple more, couple more training sessions go by, and we think, I think this kid's going to I think this kid's gonna make the varsity team. A couple right. more days go by, and we're like, I think this kid's going to play a decent amount of the varsity team. <laughs> a couple more days go by, and we're like, I think this kid's going to be a starter for us. <laughs> A couple more. I'm not joking. This is literally in. We've trained for two weeks, and this is the start of week three. Well, little 48, 72 hour uh, intervals. It's like he went from reserve guy to you're in the starting eleven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's actually crazy. But his work ethic, his fitness, his. I mean, he's yeah. built like a college kid already at 18 yeah. years old, which is a big thing, you know. Um, he listens. He he's a sponge. He, he tries to apply what you teach. He listens to his teammate around him, he, and he works his socks off on the field. And uh, and you look at it, it's like that's – I mean, it's all all of us coaches, all three of us have just been like, wow, really impressed with this young yeah. man. And the thing is, I told my assistants before we started the season, I said, there's always somebody that's going to really surprise you, and there might be somebody that maybe isn't quite where we thought we would be. he would be. And this guy has yeah, – he's been really impressive. He's been on the good it's side. It's a big surprise. That's why I wanted to mention him because yeah. there's – you know, you look and say, wow, he's going to be good, and he's going to be good, but this guy's been a big surprise, and I think when the season's over, if he stays healthy, he's as hungry as anybody, and I think that goes a long ways. Yeah. And so... Hungry dog runs faster. And he he is he plays like a dog, man. He does. <laughs> he he, he plays... Where's trains. he at? Where's he at? He's Mid- center forward. Center forward, okay. He plays, like a, he plays like a young man that's trying to prove himself every second he plays in really training games, and that's what you... Yeah. So you yeah. get me, you get me. This is why, why I like having Weber people, Weber coaches on teams. You get me fired up from, from the actual like you, Weber Weber aspect of when it. He, when I, 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 we played a scrimmage last Friday, I'm gonna say this, man. We scrimmaged, yeah. and it wasn't that I was disengaged. It, I wasn't. I sure. was coaching him. Sure. He subs into the game, man, 
And then he just inspired me so quickly with his hunger. And I felt yeah. like I was even more engaged and alert than I previously was. He's a lightning like, wow. bolt. And imagine how the, the other 10 guys are on the field. And he, so. you, you have a little lightning bolt, bolt on the so. field. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm not dogging the other guys. And so oh, I'm not talking yeah, about yeah, a lot. Yeah. But there's a couple other guys. You know, we've got um, uh, Ben Parkinson who's come in. in the, he's a goalkeeper. He came from UNOH. So top 15, top 10 team last year. He split time as a starting goalkeeper. Um, I'm friends with the coach up there and ultimately wanted to come closer south to his girlfriend and uh, and worked out in our favor. And he was, he was going to come play for me at LSUS. And when I called him to tell him I was moving on, he's like, well, would you be interested in me there? And I'm like, hey, if, if it's the right fit for you, you let me know and mm-hmm. love to have you. And he's very vocal. He's very good at managing the game. Yeah. Um, he brings a winning mentality. He brings a... Not that our guys don't have a winning mentality, but a belief mm. in winning. That it doesn't matter what this program like has I've or hasn't done. I've been cares. to uh, a regional site. We've made the yeah. runs to a fi- final site. This yeah. is w- what it takes. I think that's yeah. a, a huge part yeah. part of the, the experience that you do when you take a guy that's been been to a championship. Because I, I, I haven't been to uh, a men, the men's NAI men's championship yet, but I was at the women's in Orange Beach this past year. It's a different vibe. It is, it is yeah. a completely yeah. uh, different. Like, how would you de- describe? It? I mean, just from you, you've been around NAI yeah. soccer. How would you kind of describe when you get to that end of the regular season, you get in a conference tournament, and then you start to uh, everybody's gathered around in, in the training room or wherever, uh, waiting for the NAI network to release the the yeah. final size. How's that? How does that change the the season? A team mentality from a soccer point of view, like what's the difference, and like how do you kick that switch up a little bit? It's a good question because, so getting to work at the final site, you think basically you're a gopher, you're a gopher. Yeah. But one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to be around these coaches that get their team there and make a run every year. Yeah. I wanted to see like what's going on. I wanted to see it. I wanted to feel it, just Mm -hmm. like you're saying. Yeah. And what I realized, so every year, you know, you're, you get to the final site there. Is, again, I'm working and I'm not, you know, coaching it. but yeah. And you just you just observe what's going on. Mm. And the one thing, and I always take notes, and then I, I always bring it back to my team and talk to them about it. The one thing I think is super interesting is the coach's calm confidence and belief. Mm. But more importantly, they have leaders on the field. They're not harping on the team. But they have leaders. Hey, it's yeah. time to start. Hey, it's time to this. Hey, it's time to put stuff away. And they are almost on autopilot as a team and a the coach way. is just right there with them but they've got great leadership skills sure. um, from, from players on the team I think that's a common theme um, I think the other thing is what you find is those teams are able to take it to another level the mm-hmm. belief they have and what it's going to take they almost go to another level and confidence and just how they're doing things they're a little bit more sharp and I think teams that kind of get to that final get to the national tournament but you know in the first round maybe they haven't been there enough could be the coaching staff, it could be the players, etc. But those ones, you know, there's there's a handful of programs that are there every single year making a run, mm-hmm. and you and you watch them and you listen to what they're saying, you listen to their and watch their leaders, and there's a common thread. There really is a common thread, and I think it's tough. How do you develop that? Well, you have to have some continuity in your players, and you and you're, you got to create that culture, and you, you got to build off of the success. You like this team won ten games last year. You got to got to build off of that until it becomes the expectation. First, it's you know getting the nationals and then it's getting the final site and then it's yeah. making the run of the final site but i think the, the what i notice is a mentality it's yeah. a little bit of a different mentality from those teams that are consistently at the final site it's not necessarily your skill or the coaching t- at that point you're you're going to have good tactics you're going to be uh, you're going to be well coached it's just a matter of who can 
flip that switch. And I don't want to take anything away from the coaches because they're all Oh, it really definitely good. matters. Yeah, it and definitely I think, matters. Yeah. I think their ability to manage the moment, to yeah. manage those games, to manage, you know, not training them too much, not training them because they all do different things, but it's how they manage that. So they're not seeing them go, on the field, but they're yeah. also managing them off the field. They're managing them with their meals and their free time, et cetera, et cetera. Is I think there's a lot to do with the managing of that. And then they would probably agree that the, the kids know the tactics at this point. We're going to make little adjustments based on our opponent, but we know who we are. We know how we play. We know how we do things. So their ability to manage all those personalities and all those things, and I think they, they do a really, really good job of that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it helps having that leadership. Make yeah. sure the guys stay in line. Well, you talked about uh, teams that, that are there constantly. We do have two teams that are usually there pretty often. You St. Thomas, that they've been around Kaiser. They uh, won it, uh, what, 2019? The, 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 they won the, the red banner there consistently yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in the talks. And in the Sun Conference, obviously your first year in the conference. But have you had a chance to kind of watch some of these other Sun Conference teams and, yeah. how, and how they develop? And how, what are your expectations for coming in and playing or coaching rather yeah. in the conference so i'll tell you this so lsus we were in the south region so from the arc we were in the south region so you had yeah. to get to know these teams really well yeah i knew some of these coaches um you're, you're on calls with these coaches you're, mm. you're obviously having to watch a lot of these games because they're in the same region um felix at st thomas and gavin over at kaiser have done i mean done an incredible job yeah. i mean there's more teams this, Southeastern's not, yeah, not too bad either. Coach Roberts being top great. ten teams for two or three straight years, being the final side of two or three straight years at yeah. least, um, and they've gotten better and better. Good coaches that know who they are, know what they're doing, know what they want. Mm. I think the Sun Conference with uh, you know Avery Maria's brought in a, a new coach this year who's coaching D one for a long time. Yeah, and Alex Nichols brought in at Florida Memorial. Um, obviously, I'm new here. There's, I think this conference. There's an there there can be an argument that the Sun could be. One of the toughest conferences in NAI men's soccer this year. There's, a, there's conferences that are going to argue with that and say it's not true. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying you can make a good argument about yeah. it. That, you know, this could be one of the tougher conferences moving forward because you look at the schedule and you say, well, where's the dog? Yeah. You know, a lot well, of conferences bad have two now? or three bad teams. I hate yeah. to say it, but it's the truth. Absolutely. And I don't I don't know. We're going to find out. But I think, it, it, I, I think that's the interesting thing about the Sun. And then yeah. we're playing at home and home. That's you huge. I wanted your often. I wanted your input on that because that's something uh, listeners are probably going to get tired. Of, as I just want to ask coaches to get their in, input. I asked uh, both Coach Roberts from Southeastern uh, uh, two weeks ago, and I asked you how different is this for you having to go now? Not only prepare for a team twice, but you got to be prepared a month earlier than what you usually have to be. Yeah. Well, it it really turns into three if you make the conference tournament. Cause you yeah. See absolutely. Somebody. I mean, yeah. if somebody tells you, hey, you're going to play two top ten teams four times, oh, good luck. it's not the greatest feeling. <laughs> um, so personally, I, I will just say how I feel. I don't really like it because mm -hmm. I think to be able to play 18 regular season games and have some diversity in the yeah. different teams you play, I think can be amazing. Mm -hmm. you know, it cuts down the number of non-conference games, which makes it hard because if you're trying to get nationally ranked yeah. and you're only beating up each other in conference, it makes it hard. And those non-conference really set it really help get to the yeah. top 25 or rise up. Um, I think it's amazing to get to play so many good teams. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I think it's going to, I think it'll be interesting from a tactical standpoint. And like you play that team once and like, now, you know, I'm not watching film, you know them because you played them and how you match up and the adjustments you make. So I think that could be intriguing mm -hmm. for, for all of us, but in a perfect world, I'd rather just play everybody once and get a little bit more diversity in your opponents throughout the season. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting. I also think, uh, 
you know, the Southern States doesn't play everybody twice, but that is a loaded conference. And, yeah. and it's tough because you beat each other up and all of a sudden, does that hurt your ability to get ranked higher or does it? And I think the Sun, it's, it could make it difficult for the Sun to get more teams in the top 25. Mm-hmm. You know, if teams do beat each other up because maybe they're not as recognized yet and I people think look at the record and say, oh, they're just... I don't. I think it's going to be really interesting to see this year how the Raiders look at the Sun Conference with that. Like, what happens when you have... I don't know. Just say St. Thomas gets a draw and beats Kaiser. Say say that happens, and then you'll you have you know, like there's just so many different different variables yeah. and what like how do you go about um, Kaiser going to, to Weber and beating Weber, and then Weber going to Kaiser and be, be, beating Kaiser. Like how do you e- even go about that? There's it's, a lot to go that goes I mean, into it. Being a Raider and on oversight and national selection, it's going to be very interesting. Same as last year when they got rid of the draws. Yeah, got rid of the overtime and there's more draws. More draws. So I think the problem is, is any coach will tell you, you know this, man. It's tough to beat a, a good team twice. Yeah, it's tough to beat anybody twice. Because yeah. if you're Kaiser and you won a national championship a couple of years ago and you've been to the final site and you've been unbelievably good, mm-hmm. every team is is shooting for you. Right. So sometimes it's hard to motivate your team that's a top team to play a lesser team. But it's not hard for that lesser team to be motivated to play them. So Especially the best fight from every team that they play. And now you gotta beat them twice. And I just yeah. think that's gonna that's gonna lead to some interesting results, I think, across the board. But yeah. then we all see that, but what's going to happen with the Raiders? What's going to happen when it gets to national selection? How's that going to change things? And it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm not saying Kaiser's going to take losses that they wouldn't otherwise take, but it's every definitely coach more in the conference knows it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. You know, Weber, we're looking here and saying, you know, this sounds mean, but like, we don't have a bullseye on our back. Right. You know, we weren't the top team in the conference. We're yeah. the team that's looking at them and everybody else and saying, like, these are the teams we got to beat if we want to get to the top. So we may or may not get the best punch from every team we play. Mm-hmm. But Kaiser and St. Thomas, they were final site teams. Everybody's looking and saying, we want to knock off the big dog. We want to we want to get to the top of the conference. They're going to get the best fight from every team they play. And especially if, if one of those teams goes and beats uh, a Weber, Warner, Ave. Now they get to adjust. And like you said, it's very hard to beat, beat a team twice in any sport, yeah. especially when you look like a football or a, a yeah. soccer. It, 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 it's tough to do. But – uh, coach, you do, do, do have to wrap up because, uh, like I said, I got practice. I, yeah, I got to get to. But, but I do, I do have uh, uh, one last question. Don't feel rushed to answer it at all. What are your goals for Weber soccer? I mean, this season, sure. But, like, as far as building the program, what, yeah. what, what are you looking to build yeah. here in Babson Park? So, I mean, simple answer is, like, uh, if, I, if I take a team, my goal is to help it be better than it was. Um, I, I've been fortunate enough to get to the – get to the national tournament three different programs mm. so I'm really proud of that but I think every program I've been in well aside from LSUS which is brand new but every yeah. program I've been in the team GPA has improved mm. um, the numbers have improved the success with wins and losses improved getting to the national tournament with three different programs has improved and so I think those are the goals to say you know I came here to try to try to help this program get to that next level to, to get fight for trophies to get to nationals be a top 25 be relevant um, and also be a program on campus that people are like, man, they deserve this. Look at them. Yeah. They got good team GPA. These guys go to class. These guys are graduating. Um, they're good kids. You know, people respect what we're doing. And I, I, I don't know. When I when I took over at James, which was my second team or second program I was at. Mm-hmm. I looked at the baseball coach there, and his guys, man. And I'm not even. I wouldn't even call myself a baseball guy, but 
they worked their socks off. They were always in the indoor training. They were always working, mm. always. And I and I remember I, uh, I talked to that coach man. I'm like, I look at you and and the work ethic that your program has, and the success they've had, and and that's I want I want to do something like that because right now I look at you and say nobody works harder than baseball. Nobody's more committed than baseball. Yeah. I said like I'm not trying to knock you off. But I'd love it. I'd, I'd be really proud if somebody said nobody works harder than men's soccer, et cetera, et cetera. And and uh, and we worked and worked and worked. And our team, we made it to the final site. We were a top twenty-five program. Um, our team GPA was a three point three, three point four, oh, wow. something like that. All those things had improved. Because when yeah. I got there, they only won two games in the previous two years combined. And so I was really proud. But I had a program to kind of emulate. Mm-hmm. It's baseball. It doesn't matter the sport. It's how they go about doing things. And so when I came here, it's the same thing. It's like it may not happen in the first year, but got to get the right kids and, and just be consistent in what we expect and say, like, classes start next week, so they shift from me. And <laughs> yeah, they you do. guys, yeah. we shift from me in soccer only. What else we got? The only reason we're here is because of soccer. But starting next week, we got to get their mentality to understand, like, you go to class. You don't go to class, you don't have soccer. Like, yeah. it's not just soccer anymore. And, and get them to have that balance in the two. And I think that's going to be a work in progress. But I, I feel like as... Every program I've been in, as the team GPA has improved, the win totals have improved. And I don't think it's a coincidence. I think you, you take pride in just something small like going to class yeah. and daycare. And, and whatever it is in, in college, I feel like effort's 70% of it. Just, yeah. just go there yeah. and, and just go there, do the assignments. And if you do that, you, you're going to have a pretty good chance of having a pretty good. And obviously, you got to study and, and everything else yeah. behind that. But I think once you just start taking pride in a little bit of that, it's like, you start picking up everywhere else, and you yeah. want to have more pride uh, for your school, and which yes. is obviously what, what, what we're all yeah. you're yeah. trying to do. I would put putting the W on our chest and and yeah. just have a trying to have a good year. Yeah. But uh, Coach Bond, I really appreciate you coming on, my, my friend. I we'll definitely have to do this again. This is yeah, a great, great awesome. interview. I was like, looked at, it's like we've been going for about thirty minutes. I got <laughs> I got to go. Brad, we could we could keep on we keep on uh, rolling on. But yeah. I think Coach Pooch uh, would much uh, much like me show, showing up too uh, too late to practice. But uh, my man, again, I, re- I really appreciate you. I'm looking forward to Weber soccer this year. All Sun Conference soccer, obviously. Yeah. And uh, you know, it, the only tough thing is about soccer is we gotta get lights out there on, on yeah. the field. That way, I, I can I can get there because there's so many times. We'll have practice during the day on the yep. turf, and there's a game going on. Like, I really wish I was broadcasting this game right, know, right I now. Agree. I agree. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I, like yeah, I said, in soccer, sometimes we get – you maybe not as much exposure, and it's awesome yeah. to be able to talk about – I talk soccer all day, but it's awesome to be able to talk about this program and these guys yeah. and all the things they got going on and just praying for them. They have a good season, and they're yeah. proud of the, how it turns out for them. Yeah, it's going to be a great year, but Coach, go Warriors. And yeah, awesome. Everybody listen, appreciate y'all uh, tuning in, listening. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. College football getting started up. I know a lot of people are going to be uh, in on that. Premier League, we that, that started up. European soccer it is on full blast. It's the best time of the year. We got yeah, the best time of the yeah. year. We're over. Everything is back on. We were through the dog days of summer. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll be back next week.